Our theme this week is Filling the Void, where we watch a prominent or otherwise noteworthy movie that either Chris or myself have never seen. Well-regarded movies that have somehow slipped through the cracks. This week, I have selected the 1993 film Searching for Bobby Fischer. On its surface, this movie seems to fit a standard sports movie formula. We see a talented athlete, in this case in the field of chess, emerge and truly demonstrate a gifted and transcendent grasp of the game. We watch as they grow and evolve on their journey through setbacks and self-doubt, and ultimately emerge victorious, as all good sports movies do. But while I think this movie does a masterful job at hitting all of the major beats we expect from this particular genre, I think ultimately it's about something more. Searching for Bobby Fischer, as its name suggests, is about a culture searching for the next prodigy, the successor to a legacy unfulfilled. As the real-life Bobby Fischer disappeared from public life, chess enthusiasts were voracious in their attempt to fill that void with whomever demonstrated a similar propensity for the game. In addition, we're confronted with what the role of a parent should be, raising, guiding, and protecting a child as their raw potential and talent propels them into the spotlight. I really look forward to this conversation with Chris. As neither of us had seen the movie before, it's bound to uncover fertile ground for discussion from a fresh perspective, at least for the two of us. Today we explore these ideas and more as we discuss 1993's Searching for Bobby Fischer. to Movies Will Save the World. Uh, my name is Glenn Cooper. Chris Peterson. And this week we are talking about the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer. Uh, this was my selection and it fits into the category of filling the void. Uh, movies that uh, one or both of us, in this case, both of us have never seen. Um, yeah. So weird. this was... Yeah, I know. It was it was <laughs> a lot of fun to sit down for this project and kind of watch something brand new that, you know, hadn't, hadn't seen before. Um... I wanted to pick this movie uh, because I actually heard um, uh, a guy named Cole Stratton, who is one of the founders of the San Francisco Sketch Fest um, and also a movie enthusiast. I heard him on uh, Movie Crush uh, with Chuck Bryant, and he has mm-hmm. actually a really great list of 100 sort of underrated great movies for streaming. So I highly advise uh, everybody to go check that out. There's some real gems on there, and I'm sort of personally working my way through it. Um, but he has said that Searching for Bobby Fischer was, is, I believe he said, his favorite movie. Um, really? And wow. so, yes. So it's been on my list for a long time to, sure. to check out, because like I said, I've never seen it. Um, you know, and you've got an amazing cast with, uh, yeah, you know, Joe Montaigne that- and... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, everybody else. So yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to, to dig into this, uh, sight unseen, uh, thought it would be an interesting experiment. Um, I, you know, we don't talk about our experiences in advance. I'm really curious, Chris, let's just jump to the chase. Did you like it? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is yes. And Uh I was trying to, I was trying to figure out, um, how come I knew so little about this movie? Um, yeah, because 
you're right. It's it's got a pretty impressive cast. I mean, not all these are like, <laughs> um, you know, Ben Ben Kingsley, obviously, and Joe yeah, Montana, yeah. and um, uh-huh. and Lawrence Joan Fishburne. Allen. Yeah, Joan Joe, Joe yeah. Allen, William H Macy, Laura uh, Linney, yeah. even Tony yep. Shalhoub has like a uh-huh. spot in there. Um, uh-huh. I realized the reason I'd never <laughs> seen this movie is because when it came out, I was living overseas, and oh, it didn't. Okay. It, it didn't. It wasn't showing there at that time. And when I got back, I just you know I didn't really catch up yeah. on the movies that I missed. Um, uh-huh. So. This was really unique because I I knew just vaguely what the story was. I didn't know uh-huh. I didn't know anything else. I I didn't even know yeah. who directed it. So that was right. I mean I per- so that being said, um yeah, it was a very interesting experience to enter into this <laughs> this yeah. world, the uh the chess genius genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um of the, uh, so the short answer is yes i liked it yeah i i really did too and it's funny i had the same i i had the same experience of just not knowing anything about it and it, it was almost like i'm a little ways into the movie when i realized that the main character is not bobby fisher like <laughs> I, I oh really i, I thought yeah. it was well no i mean you know i'm i'm joking a little bit here but you know before sitting down to watch the movie because it's called searching for bobby fisher i had just always right, assumed oh it. this is a movie about bobby fisher right um right so right. yeah and it took a while to kind of figure out you know why that title and 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 stuff like that but no i really enjoyed it too i I felt like this movie to me does an interesting sort of magic trick in that it is, it's fairly formulaic. I would call it a sports movie. You know, it follows kind of the major arcs. Yep. It's, it's uh, exactly. I think that's, I think that's what it is too. If you had to, yeah, put a, put a little format around it. That's it. Right. And, and and there are a number of things in it, you know, the, you know, uh, Josh going south with his mentor and, you know, different ways of learning and different styles and that, you know, you've <laughs> right. seen in many, in plenty of movies like this before. Right. But exactly. I, th- but I think this, I, <laughs> I think this movie does it better. Um, I think it, um, uh, this will go into the other category that we may introduce for this show, uh, uh, movies that I cry at <laughs> because there were a couple of moments when I had to pause it. Um, really? Cause I just, I really, Oh yeah. I can tell you which ones, but, um, oh, yeah, I, I, I'll be curious and we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start enumerating them, but, um, no, I, I, I just, I felt like even though it sort of follows a standard kind of format and, you know, you could predict where it's going to go and how it's going to end and all of those things. Um, there's something about kind of the relationships and the characters that feel very, it's just such a wholesome movie. I mean, you can't, yeah, that's totally you true. Can't, I know. <laughs> you, you, you can't watch this with any ounce of cynicism and have that cynicism still exist at the end of the movie. It's just, um, no, you would be yeah. a heartless bastard. If that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. sociopath. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't know where to, um, 
what a what a good jumping in point is to talk about it because there's like as you well as you said it is um you know as i as i realized why well, i, I <laughs> one i knew um i knew it wasn't about bobby fisher because mm-hmm. i mean i know that was the only thing i because- knew was his was his story <laughs> This, so you knew you, that because you're smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is definitely not it. Um, and I, I, knew, I knew that it was not about his life because, it, you know, the movie took place in the early right. 90s, which right, we knew right. from, like, the grunge soundtrack to the movie <laughs> and just how, how much that subculture, like, just can I, permeates the, the entire film. Yeah, so... Can, can I... Can we pause right there? Because we can get this out of the way right now. The score, not memorable yeah. at all. It is exactly what you would predict for this kind of movie. I went and like listened to some of the tracks individually, and was like, "Oh my god, yeah, they, this is this is uninspired." Anyway, no, I would have. Yeah, I I would have a hard time saying it did have. Mu- I mean, I knew it did, but it could have been. Yeah, just it produced has, by yeah. a random music mm-hmm. generator. Um, yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> could have benefited from like um, you know Nirvana and Soundgarden throwing some oh, yeah. trees, and then it would be like it would add another tone to the movie that I think it just didn't capture. Yeah. It didn't capture the era, and that's really I think my hardest problem with this movie <laughs> is it just did not address what was going on in the kind of uh, zeitgeist culture. of <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> To be fair, I'm not sure how much the Washington Square chess scene really permeated the Pacific Northwest in terms of culture. So, you know, it's sort of two different coasts. <laughs> Maybe we should just start with um, Josh and the actor mm-hmm. who played him, Max um, yeah. Pomernak, who actually did right. not, <laughs> went on, I guess, to have a normal life himself. He did not become, you know, a child actor burnout or... Mm-hmm. Right. go on into movies but if he wasn't good this movie wouldn't have wouldn't yeah. have been this in, enjoyable to watch because he he was right. he was excellent and child actors are really one of those things like mm-hmm. we've seen so many movies that have such a good concept and a good supporting cast and then they just yeah. lost it because of um the person who's supposed to carry the movie is this young mm-hmm. <laughs> this young actor and right you 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 know you can't help but like him. I mean, you can't yeah. help but root for him. He he was he was really likable as that character. He he did a great job. I mean, there are just super minor moments where you can tell you know he doesn't have a ton of experience, but but I mean <laughs> right. super super minor nitpicky things. Nothing that for me impacts the. Uh, enjoyment and honestly you know you almost feel more it's more endearing right um you're rooting for him not even as an as as the character but as the actor to kind of like succeed in the movie but um (laughs) that's true yeah and there's so many ways in this movie where he is just a little you know a seven-year-old boy i mean some of my favorite scenes are when it just feels like you know he's a kid right and he's got this he's got this one thing that he has in incredibly gifted at um but one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he's first sitting down to play chess with his dad and it it cuts to him playing mousetrap with his sister and then running back to the game (laughs) to make a move and running off right you know 
Um, which is a great way to introduce his brilliance too. I think that whole little sequence is, is a really efficient way to show that. And, you know, culminating in him being in the bath, not even looking at the board and calling out the right, move, right? Yeah. He said, did and you then move your horsey his... to the, yeah. <laughs> right. I love, I love it too. Cause Joe Montagna's character at that point is still trying to hold on to some notion that he knows the game. And he's like, it's called a night, Josh. And and oh, and yeah. Josh is then like uh, the game's over. By the way, Dad, <laughs> he realizes it after the fact. Yeah, um, but I love that he he just felt like a well-rounded kid. He played sports. You know, he was uh, playing baseball. One of the things that stood out to me is his shoes. They show his shoes a bunch in the movie, and they're like just these like high tops that are untied most of the time. Yeah, and yeah. You get this close up on his feet when he's first playing that first game with his dad. It's uh, it's a yeah. I I I think it was a great um, casting choice, and I think they wrote him really well, and he played the the role really well. There was um this actually this is a kind of a plot point, and mm. it 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 happened in that scene you just described where he's playing chess with his dad for the first time. Now, mm. and 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 this is something that the movie basically builds a huge weight of the plot. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts were because, so he, he asked, he's like, we're just going to, you know, Fred, um, his dad, mm-hmm. so, you know, says, yeah. Hey, we're just gonna, we're just gonna play one game, you know, cause, mm-hmm. um, his, his, you know, his mom said like, he really understands yeah. chess and they're like, Oh, how does yeah. he know chess? Like, we don't know. Yeah. He just knows chess. Um, which they also don't, they don't, we have no idea of that either i guess mm-hmm. um, right where he picked this up but so he says well i just want to go and to the dealership and look at brochures which yeah. i don't know yeah i don't that's slang for something i don't i'm not quite sure what that is like car dealership or that doesn't that's matter. what i assumed yeah. i assumed literally means i want to go to car dealerships and get car brochures <laughs> okay which, okay which is you know which is exactly yeah and kids what kids did back then <laughs> This is before internet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember with going with my dad to dealerships, just picking up brochures. Uh, see, kids, this but, is what it used to be like. <laughs> but um, so I thought, all right, I thought it wasn't when I again. This is it was interesting. First time I seen it, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's mm-hmm. just basically throwing the game so he can get out of there, so he and his dad oh, can yeah. go and mm-hmm. look at go to car dealerships. But <laughs> right, it, right. but his but the mom says, you know, no, he doesn't want mm-hmm. to beat you. You're his father, mm-hmm. and then that's like mm-hmm. a big deal. The respect of his right. father is a big deal in the movie. But I got it is. She just threw that in, as far as I'm concerned, because I had. I didn't think that. I mean, nothing in the setup of the scene made me indicate other than, yeah, I just want to get this dumb thing over so I can like do something fun. I don't want to play chess with my dad. You know, um, <laughs> I want to do th- I want to do this other thing with my dad. Right. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. What did you think? No, I, I agree. I think um, I don't think they really uh, uh, sort of telegraphed that was his intentions. I do think the way the rest of it sort of played out, that was that was his reason for throwing that game. But I don't think the movie kind of gave you any of those clues coming into it other than, like you said, the mom kind of calling it out. 
Um, but again, I, I think this is also one of these things where, I mean, that's what it, that's what a little kid's going to do. He, he probably to some degree doesn't want to, you know, beat his dad. Uh, he also, also to some degree just wants to go and do this other thing that he wants to do. Right. And, right. Yeah. And, you know, I have certainly had situations as a parent and I have, as you know, obviously as we are all children of, of parents had situations as the kid where, you know, the parent is sort of like imposing an activity that you're just like, Oh my God, really <laughs> do I have to do this? And <laughs> just going to sit right. here and take it, you know? Um, so yeah, that that's kind of how I how I read. Okay, that scene. I, and maybe this just says more about me <laughs> as a young child. <laughs> I I wanted to beat my dad. I mean, I did. Uh, I did. Yeah, I yeah. did not like to lose, and my dad did not uh-huh. necessarily throw the game so I could win. Um, if yeah. we played something, we we played it um, because yeah. then you knew it was it was real. So I wouldn't have thought, yeah. oh, my poor dad, I'm going to hurt his feelings if I beat him. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I, I, I want to show him that I'm good and I can do this. Um, but Josh obviously That's, is, I mean, he's a sensitive kid and I think much more than I was. So he, he really <laughs> is. And it, it, maybe that's the difference. <laughs> the difference is you're a jerk. <laughs> um, I want to come back to his sensitivity in just a minute. Cause I think we should keep talking about him, but um it's, it's so interesting that you say that because I'm trying to think back and I do think, I do feel like I can remember times as a child doing some sort of competitive, competitive thing with my dad and not wanting him to feel bad. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird, like, is it, is it, I don't know where that comes from. You know, it's like, on the one hand, it could be like sensitive about sensitivity toward his feelings, but there's also a lot, a lot of projecting that's going on in that in, in there. Right. Because like, yeah, yeah, exactly. My dad, my dad, you know, my dad was never the kind of dad who was like, Oh, I want to, I I would be insecure losing a game to my, my son. He would be proud. <laughs> right. right. So I don't, I'm yeah, not sure exactly. where that comes from exactly. So anyway, it's interesting, but I do, I really did like the, you know, Josh's sensitivity. I mean, you see it come up multiple times. I think, you know, the scene we just talked about, you see it at the end of that, like little league baseball game when his team has beat the other team. And he's sort of like looking off at the other team as they're walking off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Which now that you mentioned, I, I didn't understand that scene. Now mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I, I I didn't know who, I didn't know why he was looking back or what it was. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I tried. I tried looking at like the kids to see. Oh, is is a friend of his? Do we see it? You know that. Yeah, one of the other yeah, chess exactly. Kids later? Is that like Morgan on that team? His, right, his, right. His, his little chess buddy. Um, I, but, but I don't think so. I think he just feels bad for the losers, and you see it. You know, in the final. Two, you see it twice at the end of the movie when he offers right. the other kid he, he, the opportunity to draw. To draw, um, right. And then the very last scene in the movie when he's, you know, makes that, I, makes that comment to his, his other chess friend. You know, he oh, says yeah, you were, yeah. you, you, you're, you're a much stronger player than player. I was at your age. At your age, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah which exactly. is. 
And and I really wonder about that comment, if he's being sincere or if he's trying to make him feel better. And I also don't know how old the two kids are at that point, because like at, at yeah. your age, what are you like four? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was he like, yeah, a half, you know, when you're a kid, it's like you measure time in months to a certain point. That's true. So, you know, that's true. So maybe he's Josh thinking is- like, yeah. Two months when older I was, than him. Yeah, when I was seven and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, when I was exactly. Seven and one quarter. I wasn't as good as I am at now at seven and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about Josh's character, and and boy oh boy, this was not me as a kid, is when. When, you know, his, you know, the Ben Kingsley character, his mentor, uh, Bruce is, Bruce, uh-huh. he has that speech about how you have to have contempt, contempt for your right. opponent, right? And you have to hate them and you have to want to beat them because they all hate you. It's such, it's such a cynical, but you know, I can see to right. a certain extent, maybe accurate way to, you know, talk about competitive sports at that level but i get like i do get the josh being like well i don't hate them what i wrote down in watching this is how does this seven-year-old boy have the spine to like stick up for that in front of his mentor the fact that he was pushing back really jumped out at me as like real kind of i don't know what moral fortitude or belief in one's beliefs i guess yeah i don't i what seven years old i sincerely doubt if a coach or a mentor or some a teacher if they would have said that to me i said yes you're you're right even if i didn't believe it i would mm-hmm. of course right just say just to say that to please to please right. the mentor right to mm-hmm. please your coach um so they wouldn't right. yell at you um but you know, where I I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe an exaggerated ver- mm-hmm. <laughs> expression of like the kind of individual Josh is and what Bruce is trying to accomplish in, you know, literally trying to find the next Bobby Fisher in right. Josh. Um, and right. that you have to basically emulating, yes, this is what Fisher, I mean, the whole movie, right? It's the tension mm-hmm. between like Josh being himself and people molding him into something else for their yeah. you know their their use or their their to live through his experiences so for bruce it's mm-hmm. we have they have the potential here of finding you know something we haven't seen for a long time bobby mm-hmm. bobby fisher um mm-hmm. and what it takes to be that and i think maybe that also shows us you know because you know the real um josh waitskin um you know is a very is a very interesting person and actually mm-hmm. has been successful in other in other endeavors right. in his life like mm-hmm. very success, yeah. successful right but he's not the next bobby fisher you know he's not right. like the greatest chess player of his generation in fact i don't mm-hmm. think he plays chess i think it's like he's in martial arts right now i think that's like he's a coach and he's like he, he's won yeah international awards in martial arts which yeah is he, interesting he, he did. He walked away from chess and I, I thought it was really interesting what he said about it. He, he had, and I'm not going to be able to quote this verbatim, but he talked about his love of chess 
and his desire to win being such an intimate experience for him Uh that once he started to lose that a little bit um, and he didn't feel those things. And I should really just go back and reread this. I don't want to get his words wrong. So, you know, listeners go look it up. But um, the essence that I got was, you know, sort of like once some of that started to fade, he, he would rather sort of, set it aside and not do it versus do it from an impure place. Like his mm-hmm. connection with the game was so important to him that he felt if he didn't have the drive that to continue doing it, wouldn't honor that, that purity or something like that. Um, and yeah, I, I, and now, yeah, he went on to martial arts and he's done, He's got a couple of books that he's written and he's, yeah. he's doing sort of like executive coaching and teaching how to learn and things like that. It's, 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 it's an oh, interesting interesting. Guy for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They hate you, Josh. I don't hate them. Bobby Fisher held the world in contempt. I'm not him. So in that right. way, it's it is it does show up essentially that person in the movie where it's not right. right. He loves chess. He's is 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 better than almost everyone in the world at, at one mm-hmm. thing. Um, right. But he also has a, he's fat. You know, he's a faceted, multifaceted person. You know, where right. they put his his. I guess his nemesis in the movie is based on a real person as mm. well even though his name is mm-hmm. not jonathan poe right um right where there or that that kid is being engineered to be right you know the greatest chess player ever kind of thing and you know whereas yeah. they make a huge point of saying yeah we went fishing and we didn't talk about chess for two mm-hmm. weeks and all, all i can I think about that. is man a two-week fishing trip oh that would be I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That just sounds like a punishment to me. Like what? We have to go fishing for two weeks, Dad. Why do you hate me? Like what? you threw that match, son. We're going fishing. You're gonna. We're not what? leaving this. No. I will we're never not lose this. again. Yeah, I know. No, we're not leaving this boat until you catch me thirty trout. Oh my god. Child you don't have to do this. I've learned it. Um, yeah, but no, I think, I think what it is more is that Josh was a very different kid than I was. Um, so that's not, that's not his problem. Um, it's mine. Um, so yes, I'm trying to step in, I'm trying to step into Josh's world in terms of his, his his wholesomeness and his, um, (laughs) his interests. Um, yeah, because like, you you know, every, I mean, for one, the film was, if I, if the if there's I think one major strength of this movie is just by the way it was filmed is so much is mm. telling about the flow of it the the mm-hmm. the things that are shown and not told I mean like his mm-hmm. room for instance right it's just oh, like a junkie yeah. kid's room which uh-huh. is like a it looked like a real kid's room yeah. um, and then he has that switch where he like cleans everything out right so oh, not distracting yeah, right. from the purity of chess mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which he's doing almost against his will mm-hmm. um and then you know they they show the switch again where his you know his mm-hmm. dad says these trophies are yours um do what you want with them basically and 
you know, he starts to kind of the start of the third act of the movie where he right re-energizes his just love of the game. Um, right. Not necessarily of competition, but of just mm-hmm. the art of chess, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah there, I mean, I could, there, there are lots of, there's lots of points like that where I, I made mm-hmm. notes of saying that was like, even the, even kind of the intro section of the film, where there's not a ton of dialogue. We're, we're told, mm-hmm. we're, we're told like, okay, he, ch- but the thing is he chose like that scene where you, you the, <laughs> It's raining, right? It's his birthday, mm-hmm. and right. he finds a little chess chess piece. Yeah, somehow got separated from the board. I don't know. Do they just some guy throw it in a fit of chess rage or something? I don't. <laughs> Maybe Vinny got I, mad because he lost. Or yeah, something. like yeah, that looked like a nice piece too. I would have been. Yeah, because they don't play with those pieces in the park. They play with those just cheapo plastic ones. So for some reason. Yeah. Um, that that it's the middle of the night or whatever, and they find it, mm-hmm. and he's like, he shows him a baseball and points at the right. chess piece, and then we go to his room where mm-hmm. his dad is like, you know, and I remember doing this too, where you cut, you're breaking a new glove, um, mm-hmm. base, baseball mitt, yeah, and he's like, oh, I don't have a ball, so you're thinking, right. oh, well, Josh is gonna grab grab the ball that um he got in the park, and he doesn't, right. he grabs a snow right. globe. And you find mm-hmm. out, you know, and then he's lying in bed looking at the the knight's piece, and that's kind yeah. of the starting point. And I, I thought that yeah. opening sequence was was really was a really good way to 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 start out the story. I yeah, I I thought so too. I I had some of the same thoughts about you know not realize you know I first thought okay, Vinny's like. I'm going to trade you. It was a great intro to Vinny too. It is such a striking That's shot, true. right? He's just standing <laughs> yeah, exactly. there out of the blue in the pouring rain, holding this ball. Right. <laughs> and it, I, I feel like I'm jumping around a little bit. I feel like you get a good sense for his character too. He, it as striking uh, a scene as that is, it certainly doesn't come off as a threat, right? He's here's, yeah, here's this right. ball and he gestures toward gonna- the chess piece. Like, you know, um, but you're a seven-year-old boy in the forest in New York, and there's a strange man suddenly <laughs> towering over over you, right? So, <laughs> but it doesn't read that way. It, it's like there's a, a, an unspoken language almost initially between them, even in that moment. Um, but I, yeah, I was surprised. I I totally thought the same thing. He's going to get the ball back and give the chess piece back to Vinny. Right. I see also this is part of Vinny's character. Vinny's like, no, you take that chess piece, right? If 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 you want that over this ball, take it, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, assume that's, that's how it went, right? Because <laughs> again, he's a grown man. If he needs that chess piece, he can get the chess piece. Yeah, he would just <laughs> broke, yeah, just took it out of his hand. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another scene where you see Vinny sitting in the park tossing the ball, and it's also yeah. in the rain. He's just like tossing it yeah, to himself. Can, that that's um this is totally a side note but i've you know mm-hmm. we've both been to new york i've been to new york many mm-hmm. times and when it's raining mm-hmm. and people actually use umbrellas in new york um, <laughs> when it's pouring rain in this movie it just a peeve no one used an umbrella and it's like pouring rain i was like yeah <laughs> what what's what's wrong with people like i don't know that's <sighs> But did you notice that? Like, there I, I, there's a few I, scenes that are used. Yeah. You know, the rain is used as a dramatic element, right? right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And it, <laughs> like, 
people own umbrellas in the 90s. I did. And and uh, yeah. no, it's it that was like, oh come on guys, just uh, you yeah. can put an umbrella in there. <laughs> I, I agree. I I think it's a I think it's an effective storytelling yes, tool, precisely. right? Cuz you know, the first time you see the rain, it's you see it raining on the chess pieces as the yeah, people are yeah, continuing which, to play. Yeah, um, it cool. You know. Yeah, it looks cool and it illustrates that the passion for the game is more important than getting out <laughs> yeah. taking the, the the 30 seconds to open an umbrella. Um and then you see it later right in that uh really kind of almost heartbreaking scene between Josh yes. and his father where yeah. you know he is out in the rain, Josh is sort of huddled under huddle um, under right. Yeah. And he's yelling yeah. at him for like seven <laughs> moves. How could you lose it? seven right, moves? Right. Yeah. And he says anyway. like yeah, like, but yeah, exactly. It's another scene where they yeah. could have had an umbrella with them. I mean, it does rain. I want to talk, a, let's talk a little bit about the whole Bobby Fisher thing, because I really did, I, I, I think there are a couple of main themes that I took away from this movie. And one of them is the theme of like, <clears throat> people being able to see someone for who they are versus projecting their own needs or mm-hmm. wants or desires on them. Um, you know, and, and as the title alludes to everyone is looking for who is the next prodigy, who is the next champion, who is the next Bobby Fisher. Um, yeah. And I think almost everybody in this movie is not seeing Josh for who he is and what he wants. Right. They are trying to make him into what they want him to be with two exceptions. I think Vinny sees him for who he is. And I think his Uh mom sees him for who he is. Yeah. Those, those are definitely the two characters who stand in opposition to, um, you know, so Vinny's one coach, Bruce is the other Mm -hmm. coach. And and then, you know, one parent, Fred versus, um, shoot. What was Joan Allen's character's name? Um, mom, uh, um bonnie yes thank you um yes so where bonnie is more of the supportive but understanding Mm -hmm. um parent of what's important for josh so right yeah that's definitely the 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 dynamic that is that those two parallel yeah the the tension see this is it's interesting this movie technically doesn't have an antagonist right there's no like the, the this other kid Mm-hmm. Um, jo- Jonathan Poe is not is not his enemy. I mean, the kid mm-hmm. we don't hear him speak hardly at all. They don't know each right. other. They mm-hmm. we don't see them actually ever playing one another until the final scene. Mm-hmm. So he can't mm-hmm. be considered a true antagonist. So the really right. the antagonists are these two worlds that Josh is um, navigating between. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that makes it a little different. So, but yet it's effective and and essentially builds tension without having kind of the, you know, because his dad and Bruce aren't the enemies. um, No, but they but they are doing it um, for whatever you know. And I'd like to actually touch upon the dad in a little bit. I'm not, you know, what I mean to talk about. Yeah, I do too. Because I think parenting and how one parents is another big part of this movie. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think um, it 
to your point, it's a, it does a great job of sort of building tension and creating sort of challenges and, and making for an interesting story arc and there's ups and downs and that kind of thing without having sort of the bad person to focus on. I had at one point wrote down, oh, this is like Karate Kid, but then in like reflection, it, yeah. it's not really because there's not the, you know, <laughs> there's not the evil other school and oh boy we're gonna have to have a conversation about karate kid at some point of course (laughs) yeah yeah that's Um, inevitable yeah but it's it's not the same i you know to your point um and i get i think the other thing that comes to mind is that is also a part of like (laughs) why this movie feels wholesome but exciting and stressful and tense at times and there's a journey right right? um and it also doesn't feel made up right you you don't need to invent the villain right when regular life is challenging enough especially for (laughs) a little kid in a situation like this right we we don't have our our nemesis out there that we're (laughs) trying to defeat every day I thought you were my nemesis. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought I was yours too. So, well, still the bad guy it. always thinks he's the good guy, and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, we are we are not that different, are we? <laughs> In another world, we would be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you to a game of chess. <laughs> uh. Because his his age, of course, is is an important factor. Because it's like you mm-hmm. got to get you got to get the kids young if you're going to train them to be whatever, right. right? I mean that that's an obsession with, I think parents in our age even more so. It's like right. oh, if your kid if your kid doesn't speak another language by the time they're eight, forget about it. They're gonna be they're mm-hmm. not going to get into the college they want or whatever. You know, it's, yeah. it's there's so much there's so much unnecessary pressure put on kids. Mm-hmm. to be little adults and not right. kids which right. is i think we both agree is the healthy thing um that we that we do um right i mean you see that contrasted so hard in this movie with the other yeah. um, uh, jonathan poe character right and some of the things that his his uh teacher said at a couple of points just really leapt up off the page to me which is at one point he says his parents have given him to me like yeah i know that is a creepy way to say that like you know i it drives the point home though right you know of like they have immersed him in this and then you know he makes the point about does he go to school no of course he doesn't he just plays chess yeah like like, yeah like what (laughs) yeah but in real life, Bruce, who is a real person, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was actually the, the chess mentor for both of them. There was not another character. He oh, was interesting. The, he, yeah, he was actually their, both of their teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that, Isn't that really cre- that's changes crazy, things. But, yeah. Because yeah. I think so, in the movie, it's meant to be portrayed as, as the Jonathan Poe's teacher was bruce's former teacher he says something about or something yeah yeah disappoint me or something like he won't disappoint his teacher which i didn't know if it's if he's alluding to bruce or is he alluding to he thought um josh was disappointing to bruce i'm not sure yeah that was directed at but it was it was a dig at something (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit (laughs) also by the way 
passive aggressive much? Don't be an ass. <laughs> <laughs> didn't re- yeah, I mean, I guess like I don't really see. You don't think of chess as being like a laid back kind of sport, like um, no. beer, no, softball, or something. I mean, it it seems like everybody who does it is intense and like. Yeah weird and a you know obsessive and all these other things um right which which again is a contrast to the the hustlers in the park who are obviously they do it for money i mean that's that seems to be their motivating strategy i i couldn't tell they love the game of chess um either maybe a little but it's it's a way to hustle i think they did love it i i did read it as they I read it well, hmm, and I did read it as they are also obsessed. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're just kind of talking me out of that a little bit. I I think there's a passion <laughs> there, but maybe it's, but maybe it's more akin to Josh's passion, which is he he loves the game and loves to win, but also it isn't his entire world. But I don't know because I still feel like those guys in the park. It's kind of their world too i mean otherwise oh it, oh yeah you're doing it, it all day right <laughs> right um i mean it is it's i mean it's a glaring yes the sophisticated you know metropolitan chess club environment <laughs> um versus right. you know the central park right. chess hustlers although there is right, that one right. part and it took me a little bit to figure out what was going on where um bruce invites fred someplace yep. And they walk in. I thought, well, yeah, like I didn't realize it was a tournament at first Mm -hmm. until he said it was a tournament because I thought, (laughs) oh, he's homeless or that's a homeless shelter or or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, he's like, no, all the greatest chess players are here, Mm -hmm. which made it confusing to me when the kids go on their chess tournament tournament thing circuit and they're staying at the nicest hotels and they're doing all Mm. this other like fancy stuff. We're actually Mm -hmm. the greatest chess players players in america who play for big prizes are just playing in the basement of this one building i, I mean <laughs> yeah. i'm assuming all this is accurate i have no way to say like oh that was so unrealistic because i yeah <laughs> i i couldn't tell you where chess tournaments are being played right now um or if they are but yeah um it's an interesting contrast to what you know because he's i get i mean actually that scene i really like that one scene where it's, they're kind of playing a mental chess match, um, both mm-hmm. Fred and Bruce, about whether or not, you know, Fred wants to kind of hand over um, mm. Josh to Bruce's teaching. And right. he's like, he's like, you didn't come, you didn't ask me to come down here. So I would say no or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it, you yeah. know, and he's like, you want me to, you know, and he says, you know, it's basically you're trying to play me. Like you're trying to make mm-hmm. me think that I da 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 da. And he's like, right. you don't know what I want. You do you. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I thought that was actually, um, that, that, that actually was in that little compact scene, I think told, told a lot mm-hmm. about what was, what was, what I thought was a good transition point to another phase of the story. You have no idea what I want. What is chess, do you think? Those who play for fun are not at all. Dismiss it as a game. The ones who devote their lives to it for the most part insist that it's a science, it's neither. Bobby Fischer got underneath it like no one before him and found at its center 
I've spent my life trying to play like him. Most of these guys have. But we're like forgers. We're competent fakes. His successor wasn't here tonight. He wasn't here. He's asleep in his room in your house. Your son creates like Fisher. He sees like him. Inside. You can tell that by watching him play some drunks in the park? Yes. You want to know what I want? I'll tell you what I want. I want Park. What Bobby Fisher took with him when he disappeared. To me, that that scene sets up a couple of things. Um, it reinforces the idea of the obsession of the sport, right? You have the, yep. that one character and I can't remember his name, the actor's name. I wrote him down as the guy from short circuit, <laughs> the movie short circuit. <laughs> but he is All like, right. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He's the guy whose parents are both like, you know, wealthy and he dropped out of school to focus on chess and, but you see the like frantic way in which he is, you know, he gets up and walks away and, and, and Bruce is like, I don't, how's it going? He's like, I think I might've just bought a pawn. Like it's right. He clearly care. He's obsessed. Right. Um, and it sets up that yeah. sort of, you know, um, uh, thing. And then the other thing that I think it's that scene sets up is, things that Bruce comes back to later, which is like, you can't send this kid to play when he's not going to win. You don't know what that does to somebody. Right. And I think also yeah. Im implying that he has been through this and it's broken him to a certain extent. That's what you know? exactly. I think that's what he, I, I agree. I think that's what he was saying through that. If I do have like some, critiques of a movie mm. that I actually liked there are mm -hmm. this this is probably my I think my <laughs> my my strongest point that I can make is there are parts mm -hmm. that um, the motivations of the characters to change their minds mm. um, sometimes just comes out of left field for me thinking what how did he go from thinking this to that I didn't see mm. any indication that that would that would change his mind, but he did. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, they mm -hmm. needed to to make the story move. I mean, it couldn't, right. you know, and, and and it creates more of an emotional, you know, setting for some of the payoff mm -hmm. um, that happens. But so, like, you know, Bruce was, you know, he was definitely trying. To, you know, that it was, it was in my, it, in many ways, that was a strange scene to me because don't they talk in the in the newsroom or right. Or where's yeah. where Fred is working. So mm -hmm. I don't, <laughs> Fred's all by himself for some reason in this busy <laughs> yeah. newspaper. <laughs> I, I know, I, my question was like, how the hell did he get in there? He just walk in the yeah, front door. And that was the other thing. So no one's there for one. I pretty much <laughs> yeah. think New York newspapers are kind of busy places. And the other thing is, yeah, does, is this, he just walks in, yeah, knows where his desk like is. Like, they couldn't do this talk talk on the phone or in some <laughs> other place, but he comes to his work. Now, did he invite yeah. him there? Does he yeah, just show yeah. up there? I didn't I know. So up. that, yeah, I thought I mean, that was kind of disorienting. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, Bruce is a stalker. 
So, um, and then Bruce, of course, was so gun ho, like, you know, you got to do this, then this, and this. And then, yeah. he, you know, he's trying to discourage him from doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he is at that point thinking this is not in, this is not good for Josh to go right. to this thing and be crushed. I mean, I guess that's right. maybe what he's concerned about at that point. Um, I think so. And, and I, and I think, I think that that is what, so I don't, I don't come away from this movie hating anybody in it. Like I think, no, you no, know, not at all. And because I think Bruce's motivations are human, right? He's operating from a place of fear. You know, he, he doesn't want Josh to be hurt. He's been hurt that way. He thinks that his way is the way that's going to protect him. He's, he's a more right. conservative player. Don't bring out your queen so early, <laughs> you know, he's right. more cautious and, and all of that. But you can understand that he's operating within a mode that he thinks is what would be best for Josh versus any other, you know, anything else. And I think his his dad is operating in that same mode. I think they're both misguided, um, you know, and, and not yeah. ultimately what Josh needs and don't respect Josh as a person and a player and a human being. Um, but they both kind of take that journey i actually think the father not to just totally jump to a different subject but i think the father is the one that has the character arc in this movie versus anybody else oh definitely it's it, in that way i mean because it was i mean it's based on the book yeah. that um fred wrote about his right. experiences dragging his son around to mm-hmm. uh, the, these chess tournaments in the 80s right. um so it is in some ways it is yeah he's it's not, it's not, we're not taken through his perspective, of course, through the story. Right. Um, but yeah. we are, of course, getting, in some ways, his version of the of <laughs> this, what's going on. This, 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 <laughs> this movie is the earliest version of the later Chris Nolan movie, Inception, because <laughs> it's, it's titled after Bobby Fischer, but it's not about Bobby Fischer. It's about Josh yes. Waitzkin, who is a chess prodigy, but it's actually not about Josh. It's really about Josh's father. We're like three father. levels down now. Yeah, exactly. We're in the third dream level, and we learn it's his. It's, it's actually his story that we're trying to unravel. Because Yeah, because he goes from, you know, just regular dad, like my son loves baseball, to like, what? Mm-hmm. He likes chess? Yeah, I don't believe you. And then... <laughs> um, like he's super good. And then dad, I mean, dad here becomes like, I think all dads, yeah. um, can be like, is like, yeah, my son is mm-hmm. going to be the greatest. Right. And I will not hear anything else about that. And so you, you, you know, cause I love the scenes where the, the dads are the interacting, teacher. right? Oh yeah. yes. So like much. at the, at the behind the scenes where the parents are talking. Cause I've, I've been, yeah. you know, still am uh-huh. <laughs> in those experiences with the other parents where you're trying to be like, you know, your son just scored the goal or made a good play. And, you know, you're trying to kind of like downplay it, but in the, in your right. heart, you know, like, yeah, like he's so much better than <laughs> your kid. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. whatever, <laughs> you, you know, but well, you, you don't, uh, you're very proud, but you also kind of get, to stand in the glow in a sense mm-hmm. of your children's accomplishments that makes right. you validated as I'm a good parent. Cause my kid is good at this thing. Right. Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about some of those tournament scenes with the parents. Cause I, I think they're so great, but my yeah. possibly my favorite thing about how those, that sort of 
montage of tournament life is introduced is the um uh-huh. the tournament director uh dan hedea is that how you say his name <laughs> yep right yeah, i believe it is yeah i know exactly and, and, what you're talking about yeah yeah and and you see him giving the speech about how the tournament's gonna go it's gonna go like this yep. and you won't do this and blah, blah, blah. and then like the camera cuts or pans or something and you realize he's giving the speech to the parents to the, not to the kids. that is i think that was I mean, that was absolute brilliance. I really do. I thought yeah. that was points to that um, scene because that, yeah. that was excellent. Because you have to. Right. Like, the sportsmanship, I mean, I have been at, you know, so much soccer, youth soccer in mm-hmm. my life, yeah. where we actually had to sign a waiver that we would not <laughs> talk during the games because right. it got so out of control. Oh and my these, God, this is yeah. when, when my, my, you know, when my son was playing, you know, 11 year old soccer tournaments or something. Uh-huh, I mean, this wasn't, uh-huh. <laughs> this, this is when it, it's like parents are literally out of control. Yeah. Um, and, and they, and you have to, that's the sad right. part about it is you have to say something to the parents, not the kids yeah. about good sportsmanship. Right. Re- and yeah. And all the emotional havoc that must wreak uh, must um, wreak on on the kids, right? And yeah, yeah, right? I wonder about that. I mean, yeah. my son says but, I don't. You know, he's like, I don't hear you guys anyway, so I don't care. But <laughs> well, that's um, good. <laughs> but you know, the, the the yelling at the refs and the other kids, yeah. it, it sometimes yeah. gets kind of ugly. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, I'm sure emotions run hot. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, back to kind of where we started with some of this. Well, first of all, not 30 seconds later, right? We cut to all of the parents being led down into the basement. And yeah, I was up, wondering, right? <laughs> I was wondering where that's going, right? I'm like, why? Are they, right. What's going on? And they just like yeah. following this, the this, this guy's them. out of control. <laughs> they locked him in the uh, locker room. Yeah. Oh, that was, I laughed so hard. I thought. And then, the, and then, of course, after that, that little girl like starts clapping, and they all, right, all the kids yeah. start clapping because the <laughs> parents right. are gone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we can just play the damn game. Yeah. Um, now we can just go back to business. <laughs> yeah. But you know, back to like the the dads and how they interact, or the parents and how they interact. Not just dads, right? Uh, you get you get the sort of s- sweet little quick you know, scene of every time a move is made, a kid runs down and calls tonight for, you know, and and it's like, (laughs) you know, Josh's dad and the other dad, they're kind of milling about. And then they both come back together right in frame to see what's happening. And then they move apart and then they both come right back together to see, you know, to get the next update. Right. I think it, it, it shows that sort of bond that builds there. And then we, of course, get the great introduction of William H. Macy in this movie, who, by the way, is yes. credited is credited as Tuna Fish Dad. <laughs> Tuna Fish Sandwich. I know. Yeah. I was gonna, it's funny. I was going to say the same thing. It's, on IMDb, he's, yeah. he doesn't have a name. It's Tuna Fish Sandwich yeah, Tuna Fish Sandwich Dad. Yeah. Uh, and he's just, he's uh, no. just got that like raw, nervous energy of like, I'm going to get a tuna fish sandwich. Do you want a tuna fish sandwich? Yeah. I'm going to get you a tuna fish sandwich. Yeah. If your son wins his game and my son wins his, they'll be playing each other in the final round. I can hardly wait. Hey, it's only a game. 
I'm gonna get myself a tuna fish sandwich. Can I get you a sandwich? No, that's. I'm gonna get you a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> and then, of course, they show him. They sh- they show a Fred later on giving him and his buddy, um, uh, what's Morgan's dad's name, Kel uh, Kel or Kev, like something like yeah. that. Anyway, they're he's buying them tuna fish sandwiches. I love you. <laughs> but yeah, William H Macy's characters, even though he's not in it very much, steals no. the show again. Again, he's, he's always a gift. <laughs> You know, we've we've touched on this, but just the theme of kind of parenting, I think, is so prevalent throughout, obviously, you know, kid and a family and the dynamics there and the different styles that, you know, Fred, Josh's father takes versus Bonnie, his mom. And I mean, I just <laughs> I think it has to be stated right now that, like, Bonnie is the hero of this movie, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least, you know, yeah, she she is. She sees Josh. She knows what's motivating him. She puts herself out of her own comfort zone. Those very early scenes, taking him to the park and to park. You know, she's, right. Yeah, she sees the guys, you know, drinking and smoking and selling drugs and gambling, and she's like, "Oh boy," <laughs> um, you know. But you know, the willingness to do that, you know, for something her son is clearly extremely interested in. Um, I think speaks so much for her, her character and her role in this movie, um, which is kind of to serve as a defense against the rest of the characters in the rest of the world. Yes. No, she, she definitely of all, yes, of all the, obviously, you know, we talked about her and Vinny being on kind of one side. I mean, she is Mm -hmm. the one who seems to, you know, she's, She's the great mom, right? She's mm-hmm. <laughs> protecting her son from just insanity. Of right. These other adults who are trying to, and it's <laughs> it's it's interesting that the um, he, and this of course is probably true because it's, it's I I'm, I'm anytime we're I it, I've always struggle when it's like based on a true story because I don't yeah. have any idea how much of it is true or not. So I'm going to assume right. that it's mostly true. That yeah, his dad was the one that took him around the country to chess tournaments while mom stayed home with his sister and not vice versa. I'm assuming that's what, except for the final, the championship one where they all went and you know and Vinny went and then Bruce ended up going right. too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that mom wasn't actually the one who. Um, she was there at home for him, mm. um, mm-hmm. whereas dad was the one who was the competitive, like, you know, and they he's a sports writer, right? I mean, that's his yeah, world, right, is, competi- right, right. is competitive mm-hmm. activities by grown men, because um, even <laughs> even says that. Um, this, this was an interesting line, and I, I'd be curious how you interpret it. Um, yeah. We're like, there, it's, it's like kind of the switch... F- it's the it's kind of the second act of the movie where uh-huh. they're, they're fighting um, about what to you know and Fred is saying you know you don't want to admit it but Bruce is right and in a sense mm. that is mm-hmm. true if the goal if the goal is to make him into Bobby Fisher Bruce is right, right. if that's mm-hmm. along that line of logic um, and then you know she comes back with like his you know he doesn't what what does she say like he he thinks you think he's weak or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, it's, and, I and, think it's, yeah, it, it's, it's pointing out to him how much his respect matters to Josh. Right. How much, right. Right. 
Yeah. They really play that up. And mm-hmm. I mean, my first thought was, okay, that's, that's how she sees this whole dynamic. And I, I did wonder like, well, have we, have we seen that though from Fred? I mean, what I mean is that we know he, he's pushing his son. He's proud of mm-hmm. his son. He's in some way living through his son's success. Um, and, and he was very mad about him, you know, blowing that tournament. But I don't ever remember him saying, I think you're weak or, or he thought, or he thought his son was weak. I, I, I thought that's a weird thing to say. Cause this is what, okay. So first, just to wrap up on the mom, Joan Allen's character, uh, Bonnie Waitzkin, this is, I think what is so great about her character in this movie is she cuts right to the heart right (laughs) you know there's right there's there's the scene in the restaurant where bruce is like you know (laughs) if he plays in the park it'll make my job harder and she's like well i guess your job will just be harder then like you know (laughs) yeah so that was actually excellent parenting as far as i was concerned (laughs) it it, exactly i mean she She, never wavers yeah well, no, and she never wavers from her role as like, I'm sorry, the rest of yeah. the world can just go to hell because exactly you this don't is... matter. My son matters, right? Yeah, uh, I, I thought that was it. Put him in his place. It like said, yeah. this is you know we can do this, but it's not going to be on your terms. Terms, it's right? Still, exactly. Yeah, this and e- this and, is not, and even when just, yeah. Yeah, and even when things get super heated between Bonnie and Fred, right? She's like, "I will take him away," right? I swear to God. Like, yeah, she makes she goes there, right? Um, yeah, I thought but, that was a little extreme, actually. But it, it is. This is like one of those <laughs> like, like, like we can't we can't work this out. I'm gone. <laughs> no, I I agree. Like it's it's not a great thing to issue ultimatums in a relationship, typically. So yeah, I'm, I agree on that. <laughs> But you know, but she it's does. A movie. She does speak her mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, she yeah. she is shown consistently in that way as being kind right. of the pillar of the right. family in in that regard. So she, yeah, and and so and, I, I don't yeah. think Fred ever explicitly says that. I think she is interpreting the way, maybe projecting, but interpreting the way that she believes Josh is reacting and what he's going to think and take away. So. I think, right. So sh- I I think Fred does though. I don't think he demonstrate or he I don't think that he thinks that Josh is weak. I but I do think that Fred's problem and where he is blinded is that he slips into the role of the the dad that is fixated on his child's success more than what his child once or oh for sure is concerned about right actually we are agreeing <laughs> we uh <laughs> oh no as i'm spe- all right <laughs> no we're not um <laughs> all right i'm speaking of it not as um i'm speaking from a like a movie standpoint mm. meaning mm-hmm. like what she is doing there is exposition mm, versus sure. like it's a na- it's a like so we're just being told Right. He, you know, that's why he's doing it. We don't, yep. we're not told that through the movie that's or true. are we that's told true. that he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to beat his dad because he's afraid mm-hmm. of embarrassing you. We don't know that. We're just being told that by her. So that she's just playing. The, yeah. She, so as a film, as a film, as a movie, 
mm-hmm. that's the role of those lines is exposition. So that's why I sometimes right. don't think that part was earned. That's what I mean. It doesn't. It wasn't earned. Um, mm-hmm. There, there was, there was nothing to build up to that. So right. In that way, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> totally fair. I think, I think that's those are good points. I think. Yeah, those are a few points where she sort of like fills that role for us, right? Um, so the, so the, <laughs> that we don't have to ask ourselves, is it about the not wanting to yeah. meet the dad or just wanting to go get car brochures, I guess? Right. <laughs> We're told. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. We're just told it's because <laughs> yeah. of this. Or yeah. Yeah. the reason why he's he's doing this is because yeah. he's scared of you or yeah, yeah. losing your love. And, and that terrifies your son. Um, right. Right. Ra- rather than... Rather than having other ways of telling that part, mm-hmm. it's just we jump. She she does. She just plays the role of the, right. like the chorus in a in a Greek tragedy who tells mm-hmm. us what to think. Um, that's what right. essentially is happening there. To sound as possibly pretentious as I can, um, <laughs> that's about as that's about as good as I can do. I could talk about the hermeneutics <laughs> of trying to dissolve between the. <laughs> Can uh, can we introduce a new segment on this podcast? Of, uh, Glenn, Glenn and Chris try to out pretentious each other because <laughs> I think that would oh, be fun. Uh, I would take that on. I take. I accept your challenge because um, I can tell that, you if I was going <laughs> to. Go ahead. No, nothing. I I wasted many years of my life trying to be learning how to be pretentious at school. So I'm, I I want to use those skills. Yeah, I it, know. It was. I, I never be, thought I'd find a practical use for it. <laughs> well, the practical use would be yeah. we would look at the we would look at the metrics, and that would be the point in the episode that everyone stops listening everyone and honestly just... <laughs> throws their phone on the ground and then throws up on it. <laughs> There are there are a bunch of points when I was taking notes on this where I just wrote down like, "Dad, don't do it that way." Oh, you did it that right. way. No, don't yeah, do it that right. Way. <laughs> the the scene and this is contrasted really well in you know the scene when he's so they had the okay I I I'm gonna jump to this line right now just because we're talking about Fred the dad yeah and and what I'm gonna talk about next comes right after that. Uh, time-wise but like when they're in the school and laura lenny's character the teacher josh's teacher (laughs) is hinting around the concern that she has (laughs) without coming out and actually saying anything yes yeah um first of all (laughs) the the dad like he just like he'll make a comment and then just like walk away and go get coffee or something you know (laughs) it's just like comes back and like you know fires out another little like retort like oh well i guess blah 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 you know and then walks yeah away. yeah but, just um, a horrible dad right yeah 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 um it's uh again it's 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 not super grown up it's a little bit passive aggressive but i get it right it's not unbelievable right um but no, it's yeah i mean this is where he has that line to the teacher which is he's better at this than I have ever been at anything in my life. He is better at this than you'll ever be at anything. My son has a gift. He has a gift, and once you acknowledge that, then maybe we'll have something to talk about. 
and that uh, the <laughs> we'll have to wrap up with the moments that I cry, but that is one of them for me. Like just that expression of uh, it again. It's a very efficient way to say so much um, and try and sum it up that way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then it, so from there we move on to they've they're obviously going to put him in a different school, and he's talking to Josh, mm-hmm. and Josh is in the bath, and he's. He's basically trying to sell him, right? And yeah, yeah. you know, and 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 Josh is like, "What's the yard like?" Because of right. like recess and stuff. And <laughs> right, exactly. And and this is one of those things. As a parent, y- you've got two responses here, right? You can either do what he does, which is to say, "I'm sure it's fine," because you're in the mode of selling, or you can be honest and say, "You know, I don't know." And if that's something you're concerned about, like we can look into it. Right. But he doesn't do that because he's just trying to move him forward in the direction that he wants to move him versus taking the time to actually listen to what his kid is saying. And then, and then of course, Josh closes that scene out with like, if you think it's great, I'm sure it's great. Right. Which is, and you see like it sort of play yeah. across Joe Montana's face in that moment of like, uh, am I doing the right thing here? Am I really paying attention? But yeah. Well, here's, Actually, that brings up for me um, <laughs> here. I could use some. I could use some parenting advice since we're talking about parenting. Um, <laughs> Wrong place, like, my friend. At what? Like at what point, though? Um, and this this is the. I think the honestly the chess part is is interesting. You know, mm-hmm. in a way, but it's mm-hmm. that if it was just about chess, this would be kind of a ordinary yeah. movie. Agree. Uh, but what makes it. Let, you know what makes it more is that the struggle um, of these people, and I think Fred too, of of a parent where you draw the line between like mm-hmm. I'm the parent, the kid's not the parent. I am the parent, and my job right. is to raise what's best for my kid, and that's the yep. problem that Fred and Bonnie have. Is like, right? You know what is best? What is best for Josh? Maybe it really is best for him to go to this other school because he's obviously right. public mm-hmm. school is not going to recognize. <laughs> the unusual mm-hmm. gifts that his son mm-hmm. has. It would be a right. waste of Josh's time to be in kind of a mediocre, just run in the mill, grind him out school. You know, mm-hmm. he, he wouldn't actually develop his potential in that way. And their belief is of course, placing him in a, in a more challenging environment mm-hmm. would be that way. So in that way, it's not totally, in my opinion, totally selfish that Fred is thinking of his son's best you know, what are his best options? I mean, as a parent, I always think about those questions. Right. It's like, well, what, you know, I have this available to me. Why shouldn't I take advantage of that? Now, Fred's right. motivations may be mixed, but I do think it's thrown in there with also, how can I best help my son? Um, and of yeah. course, the son, of course, is thinking about, well, I'm going to have different friends now. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll, you know, mm-hmm. can we play baseball and the other things mm-hmm. that he's interested in. But at some point, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but... It's also as your as your parent to know things that you don't know about life. Yeah, I I think here's what I think, um, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, no, I look forward to it. Um, (laughs) I think it's not. So I think everyone in this movie is trying to approach Josh from what they feel is in his best interests. I yes. just think it's the way in which they go about it that is either 
seeing and hearing him and understanding what he needs or is uh, uh, coming from a place of, I want a certain result. Um, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you're, you're totally right. Like as a parent, you make the call and, and those things aren't necessarily negotiable, um, you know, in certain situations. Right. I think what, where I would take issue from what his, in what his dad is doing in this scene is his dad is trying to convince him. And if the decision's been made, then just be honest. The decision is made. Ah, right. Yeah. You know, just right. say, this is what's going to happen. And then just listen, right? Like, how do you feel about that? What are your fears? What are your concerns? And you can hear that stuff without wavering from your decision. I, I think he's trying to convince Josh that it's a good thing. And I just think that, I don't think that's the right, I just, I, I think one of the hardest things as a parent is to examine your own feelings and motivations in any conversation <laughs> right. like that. And, and to know yep. like, what am I, where am I operating from? Right. Am I operating from a place of fear? Like what if they react a certain way? And God, I mean, we both have kids and have been parents for a long time. Like there's no getting it right every time. I mean, this is hard, right. <laughs> and it's probably more failure than success, but you know, I'm not, in this moment, having one of those conversations with one of my kids. So it's easy to, to talk about how it should go <laughs> versus how it does go in the moment. But, you know, because this, I'm sure they don't show this part, but like, you know, I mean, he obviously must have consulted Bonnie on this, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm cert- I certainly don't assume that he was making this decision on his own and not telling her, right? I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I tried to pick up Josh at school today and he wasn't there. Oh, yeah, I put him in another school. I got to <laughs> maybe, tell you. Um, maybe those yeah. were the brochures they were looking for <laughs> different schools. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go look at school just, brochures today, we'll just Dad. Cr- cruise around to different private schools and see what the, the yard looks like. <laughs> um, so I would have been more interested in seeing the discussion between he and Bonnie about convincing. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This this is what's best for Josh. Because, right. yeah, Josh, again, I mean, to use a chess thing, I mean, <laughs> he is a pawn in many people's right. games. Oh, I mean, that's that's what he's shown as. Like, But yeah. yet he is still, he's not totally, like, um, powerless, though, either, because he does protest by just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> refusing to play the game essentially both metaphorically yeah. and literally um but yeah to go back to that discussion of yeah the the bathtub scene um where he is he's 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 definitely trying to rather than just come out and say josh you're going to this new school it's gonna be better for right. you he's like well well morgan liked it and mm-hmm. he goes there and if it was bad morgan wouldn't like it would he yeah i guess guess not yeah so but yeah, because I'd be wonder. I was wondering, like, well, how did he sell this to Bonnie? Because it seemed like mm-hmm. she would kind of be like, "Well, no, it's better that he yeah. stays where he is because that's mm-hmm. where his, he knows his teachers and his friends and the routine." Um, but we don't, we don't obviously get a glimpse into that, and maybe that's not important. I don't know, but yeah, um, it's there is this. Yeah, I, I think that's the. Because sometimes I could I could see myself, yeah, like that's in Fred's character, yeah, that's a little bit me, right? Mm, and then mm. sometimes I'm thinking, like, gosh, I'm glad I'm not. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> that I can't relate to that. That's just crazy. But again, right. I haven't been put in a situation where I'm, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to raise a kid who's clearly mm-hmm. a genius, you know, right. you could go, I guess, like the Mozart's dad way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is the, which is Jonathan Poe essentially. Right. It's a, mm-hmm. his, right. this child is, 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 is a, or, or like the same as, <laughs> do you remember the beginning of the mo- Blades of Glory? Oh my, I <laughs> do you, don't, do you, I don't. Okay, so the, the premise <laughs> of the movie starts out as this billionaire is just adopting kids from around the world <laughs> to become great at something. So <laughs> John, John Heater's character is supposed to be a, listen, he, he goes to an or, <laughs> An orphanage in like <laughs> Quebec and finds the young Josh Heater. Like, and so he adopts these kids to make uh, them into superhumans. Uh-huh, and that's the uh-huh. whole. And I, that's immediately what I thought of is like, no, his parents handed him over to me. Like, I thought it's, like, it's going to be Blades of Glory. <laughs> oh, and searching like, for Blades of Glory. And oh, then, and, and, yeah, and then Josh would have been Will Ferrell's character. You know, raised on the mean streets of the chess matches in Central Park. (laughs) Brings his unorthodox style to the table. I think how the movie, though, not to... Well, we're. I will jump to the end. I'm going to say not to yeah. jump the end. I'm actually, but I'm not ending. I don't mean to end a conversation. <laughs> I mean that they show that kind of... Everything coming together, I think, mm-hmm. you know, in this kind of moment where how how Josh wins is he kind of yeah. incorporates the style of right. his mentors mm-hmm. to win it. Right. And then even still stays like, and I guess like, this actually did happen in real life in this mm. chess match where he did offer his opponent a draw. A draw. Yeah. yeah. Which to me was like, in the movie was played out so weirdly because, that only that one part where he sticks out his hand, yeah, and like I I knew what he was doing, and I know almost nothing about chess, right? <laughs> but everyone there is like, "What is he doing?" Like as if yeah. not like why why is he doing it? Like what is that thing that he is doing? Like they've never yeah. seen that before. Like right. come on, you've lost. You just don't know it. I've lost. Look at the board. I have. Take the drawer. I'll share the championship. But I guess that did happen. That the the real the real Josh was willing and he you know, you you hear his inner monologue of all these voices and things like that. And it was interesting. There's that one part, he's like, I'm sorry, Dad. Mm. Um something that he he mentions to himself. And I don't know if he thinks at that point he's going to lose or Mm. he's gonna or is he thinking, I'm gonna offer him the draw. I'm sorry, Dad, I don't want to win or or what exactly mm. is that? But it still shows that, yes, the influence of his father, mm-hmm. um, j- just to, just in that little that little line thrown yeah. in there. I had totally forgotten that until you mentioned it, and and yeah, that struck that that jumped out at me the first time. That sort of montage, or like you said, his inner monologue. Um, yeah, that he's still yeah processing his father's yeah. mm-hmm. impact, and and I thought that did it better than the just blatant. Ex, you know, kind of expository sort of like, yeah. this is what he, he thinks. Like we actually yeah. see like him struggling, him mm-hmm. thinking it through. And then he's thinking of something and then he does right. 
this, right. you know, right. which is, he, he's like, dad, yeah. I tried to offer him a way out. And he's like, mm-hmm. I know you did son, you know, yeah. um, I thought that was, I thought that was really well done. I thought it was Yeah. Cool. Well, this brings us to the second point in the movie that makes me cry, which is that point where he offers him ah. the <laughs> that killed me. So <laughs> <laughs> I know that kid was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll share. I'll share the championship with you. And, oh, and, and the kid, of course, is tra- trained to not think of Ty as a thing, right? Well, and also you can see he doesn't see it, right? He doesn't see that Josh has him. Oh, right. Kings- yeah. And Kingsley sees yeah. it, right? He makes that comment. Oh, yep. that's a mistake. And at no one, yep. like the only two people in that vicinity <laughs> are Kingsley and Josh, right? Um, yeah. And they see it, and they see the, the end. So yeah, and that was part of his training with Bruce yeah, was to right. like, yeah, to right. like because they show it by like the board is mm-hmm. blank, right? Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. thinking, what? Where right. are the pieces? He's like, oh yeah, he's imagining, <laughs> yeah. right? What that scene? Yeah, yeah. We have to talk about Vinny Lawrence Fishburne's character because we have not given him enough time in this show. I think. Um, yes, you're right. Uh, he he's so great in this um <laughs> i know <laughs> he he is and again like one of the two people that really sees josh there are so many ways in which he demonstrates that too you know the moment when josh is seeing him in the park after learning his, he's going to go to a new school vinny oh, is right. like is the vinny one. just asks yeah. he just asks how are you right yeah he's like yeah. <laughs> he's not trying to <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be great. He's just like, how are you? You know? Yeah. Um, and then I love this so much too. And then it cuts to like, there's a crowd forming and they both look at each other at the same time and say, Bobby Fisher and run over there. Right. And that's where we're introduced to the Jonathan Poe character. It's not Bobby Fisher, yeah. but um, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and you know, in real early, right. When Josh plays his first game, you know, uh, Vinny calls out. I love this too. Vinny's like, what's your name? And he's like, Josh. And he's like, what's your last name? And his mom starts to say, don't tell him your last name. He's don't like, Wait, tell him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he's like, I'm going to watch for you, Josh. Um, and he follows up. He's like, he's like the kids using pieces and combinations or something like that. You know, I don't follow it. Yeah, like it, exactly. I did. He's trying I, to make a point. I assume that, that was skill there. Right. Yeah, yeah. That that's crazy advanced chess thinking that. Yeah. These Pot, potsers or whatever they call them. <laughs> yeah, potsers, that's right. Potsers, potsers. Yeah. Potsers, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. That comes up a few times. Um, but one of, I mean, one of my favorite things about him and, and they do a great job of setting this up early in the movie where he's just like bullshitting through the whole game, just talking, right? Like, nope, that, that ain't going to work. Nope. That's not going to work. Yep. Oh, you're he's trying like, to do that? Call oh, the police. He's loitering. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that's the best you got? Mm-mm. You ain't got nothing. You sure you play this game? Maybe you want to go down to Chinatown, play some Chinese checkers, huh? No, that ain't it. Mm, That ain't it either. Oh, you want that? Okay, you can have that. But you can't have that. No, that's my baby. No, you got to take her out of here. You got to leave with that. What you want to trade queens? You can't trade queens with me. I ain't in the trading business. What, I look like a merchant to you? He's moving so fast. And then, and this is my, the third time in the movie when I cried, is when Josh sort of reunites with Vinny and they sit down to play a game. Oh yeah. He is doing the same thing. He's got that constant verbal dialogue going, but it is all in support 
of how Josh is playing. Oh, now you're getting it. Oh, you got me on the ropes yep. now. Uh, you know, you got me on the run. Never play the board, always the man. You got to play the man playing the board. Play me. I'm your opponent. You have to beat me, not the board. Beat me. You're not away. Play. You're playing me now. Come on, beat me. Better. All right. Better, yes. Come on, move. Good. Yeah. All right. Better. Yeah. It's so, it's like, God, if any, everyone needs a coach like that, right? You know? Oh, oh totally. Yes. Because he's still like, he's still like a, you know, kind of strutting around, kind of, you know, fast talking hustler <laughs> guy in the park, but he is so on Josh's side uh, in every moment in this movie. And I, and I think he, 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 he plays it so well. I think that's actually like. I still want to talk about Vinny's character because I was yeah. in love with this character as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also shows like on, you have, again, on the one side, it's mom taking him to Vinny mm-hmm. and dad taking him to mm-hmm. Bruce. Oh, yeah. But then, but, <laughs> and then it eventually switches to where right. dad now is taking yep. him to the park to play mm-hmm. with Vinny and those guys. And that, mm-hmm. because at that point, you're right, like, Vinny's just like reading the newspaper, doing a crossword. And then mm-hmm. um, mom, Bonnie brings Josh and Josh is just smiling at him saying, Hey, do you want to want to play? And mm-hmm. Vinny like, yeah, I know, you know, he's back now. And um, you're right. I was like, you, I'd never thought about that. Well, like when you said coaching, cause like I've had coaches and my, my son has had coaches in his life that have been just like advocates. Essentially they yeah. get the best out of us. Right. Because you 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 want to please them because you know they're on your side. They yep. they just want you to be the best that you can do, um, and mm-hmm. you want to work hard to do that rather than coaches that <laughs> coach out of you know just terrify you and beat mm-hmm. you down. Like that's the best you right. got. I, my, my such and such could do better than the, you know, mm-hmm. and that you know that rarely is long term <laughs> without scarring you. Um, oh yeah, a, a good a, a good way to go about it. But there's lots of like um, you've seen Whiplash, right? Where I don't think so. Uh oh. Well, I shouldn't have brought it up. Maybe we have a movie coming <laughs> up then. But anyway, the the theme of 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 becoming the best, having that person in your life, and the way that mm. they, you know, advocate for you or manipulate you or do something right. um, to to get that result, and it's how much how much basically are you willing to pay to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, but so in this case, we're talking about a seven-year-old child. Um, <laughs> right. We don't know what is, but we don't know what his potential is, right? I mean, it's how yeah. many how many wannabe Bobby Fishers have there been who mm-hmm. went that route and became you know these like shells of human beings? Oh yeah, you, you be, because because term, of right? that, yeah, you right, just see yeah. like these people that you do not admire. I didn't, at any rate, to <laughs> right to sit in a dark and smoky room with people who are just having conversations with themselves. It seems like a version of hell. That sounds pretty uh, yeah. nasty. And, and this is a great opportunity to finally mention Tony Shalhoub, who's in this movie for a brief little minute. Yeah. You, know, you see <laughs> him just like, yeah, like <laughs> you see him and he's just, he's just staring at the board. Right. And he's got like this <laughs> thousand yard stare. Like he's just come yeah. back from Vietnam or something. And it's reliving, 
this intense trauma and his intense trauma is probably just, yeah, I got beat a few minutes ago or something like that, you know? Right. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was good to see monk, you know, playing chess again. (laughs) As soon as I saw him, I just, I couldn't get to the name. I was like, uh, who is that? Oh, it's monk. Oh, it's Tony. I got to monk first. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a funny, quick little scene. Uh, with the candy and, I, and offering the candy to yeah, her. I know it was it was <laughs> it was, but it was the point though. It shows one again. It it, it we're we're constantly reinforcing Josh's character is like yeah, yeah, he's like really good at chess and he's like a nice guy basically, a nice kid. Right. He's right. a norm. He's a normal kid who actually has a pretty s- sweet disposition on life because he even offers mm-hmm. like, um, you know where like he has he's like, talking to his mom like well where does. Then he live, and she's like, "Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know where he lives." Well, he could just sleep on my bunk. Yeah, you know, when I get older, it, it's it was believable to me. It's like, yeah, oh. like I thought a, a nice kid would totally think like he's my friend. He could just sleep over, and that would be great. You know, of course. And I thought, yeah. like that's exactly that. How that was think. like exactly. It's like, oh man, why don't we <laughs> we we do some things to learn from Josh about <laughs> about humans. Yeah. So Chris, as, as this was my movie selection, and, and this theme for this week is a little bit weird because it's not necessarily putting forth evidence of, say, like the best XYZ yeah. movie, right? This is just right. one that in it turns out that neither of us had seen. So this has been a lot of fun to talk through. But so I guess maybe the question is, uh, you know, um, A, was and is this movie worth going back and revisiting, even if maybe you have seen it, but it's been a while? Um, and, and B, just any kind of final wrap-up thoughts and, you know, is it <laughs> is it worthy? <laughs> yeah. I um, Again, both of us knew this movie only by reputation and about mm-hmm. how other people thought so highly of it, you know, so I'm, that's, that was the hype. <laughs> Yeah, level yeah. for me right mm-hmm. <laughs> if this movie could be hyped up um and yet um yeah i would i could totally it's a movie that i feel like i could watch with anyone <laughs> and that's yeah, um, true and, and enjoy it and there's yeah. nothing there there's like you said it's it's not like this is a groundbreaking movie in the right. sense like there's there's something here that's like you know um we've never seen before but Rarely have we seen this done as well as this movie because mm-hmm. I think the added complexity of, I think a very real dynamic of a family, yeah, um, in an unusual situation. I mean, not mm-hmm. not all of us have, uh, you know, live with a genius or <laughs> n- know a lot of geniuses, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or are a genius themselves. <laughs> um, but yet, you could kind of see like what this how would it be played out um, right. from, you know, as a dad, I could relate to some of Fred's actions and the way he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yes, you definitely need a, a mom who's kind of a moral center <laughs> to keep things from going off the rails. Um, mm-hmm. And, and again, because it is based on a true story, um, yeah. you know, you, you kind of realize, well, this is actually kind of how it played out in life so that the, mm-hmm. it's you know that added dimension to it and it yeah it was a it was a well-crafted for the most part a very well-crafted story 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and one that I, one that I was, I, there were, I can't think of any points where I felt like it's just dragging, you know, I felt right, like it right. kind of moved, moved along mm-hmm. at a very, a very good pace and pacing is yeah. a huge, <laughs> a huge part of enjoying a movie that you're not mm-hmm. like looking at your watch or thinking, God, there's like still an hour left, you know, or, or something. It's like, no, I, I, I was, I was along for the ride and, um, yeah. It, it it had some really good things to say about um, people and mm-hmm. and and real real kind of <laughs> questions and 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 showed us some answers. So yeah, yeah. I I feel a lot of what I mean. I think I feel everything that you said. I think this movie, you know, for as it feels like a Hollywood movie, it's formulaic yeah. uh, in many ways. It's unremarkable in certain elements like there's nothing about sort of the cinematography or things like that that jump out and are sort of like ooh that's super interesting it it does sort hmm. of feel like it's mm-hmm. not um pushing any boundaries but i think that it it plays right. within the typical constraints and exceeds um what most movies that are limited by those constraints uh pull off in my opinion um i think you know it for conforming to kind of a standard structure, um, it just, it feels very human. Right. And it, it, and it gets yeah. to, you know, human beings acting like human beings. They're complicated. <laughs> right. Their motivations are, 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 are right. hard to decipher at ter- times. And probably they don't even understand. I think one of the things that's great about this movie is the, the people who are acting, you know, the, the characters within it, probably don't fully understand where their motivations are coming from or why I now feel compelled to show Josh that this certificate that I had made up that was <laughs> such a big thing right. is actually, you know, I'm sure it's got worthless. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he got back to his house or apartment and was like, God, I was such an idiot. Why did I do that? Right. But that's <laughs> how people are. Right. Um, right. <laughs> and so, yes. you know, yes. the fact that yeah, we the, are. Yeah, the fact that like the tension in it isn't invented by some external source; it's just people being people in uh, in the movie. Um, I think is really good, and yeah, it just feels good. It feels good. I come away <laughs> at the end and be like, I I really enjoyed that. So I'm super glad to have seen this. Um, and like yeah. you said, you can watch this with anybody, right? <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah, and they didn't. You made a good point. They didn't have to add another like contrived. Yeah, you know, you know, like oh, the sister has an uncurable illness, and I have to right, win these right. tournaments, you right. know, to save her <laughs> life, and I'm conflicted because, you know, yeah, there wasn't. They didn't need to <laughs> embellish the right. real story with. I've got, a biz- I've got to, yeah, I've got to have win these tournaments because old man. Carruthers is going to shut down the, the teen dance hall. <laughs> we got to have a car yeah, wash. So, I mean, a chest tournament. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, where he's out in the streets hustling to make money to go to the tournament to save his sister, right? That would have been, that's the movie I'm making. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. We could write this right now, right? It'd be like, Vinny, Vinny, we need your help. And Vinny has like a whole army of other chess hustlers that hop Yeah, exactly. Like, you know exactly. And Vinny's like, all right, we got to do this for Josh, man. And like, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
we could write that. Because <laughs> Kayla needs the operation. If Josh that's doesn't right. get the money in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? Because that's how hospital bills work? <laughs> yeah, you only get... You get they, give you a, they give you a day, and if you don't show up, you don't get the operation. Those movies exist in a time where the only way to pay someone is with a briefcase full of cash, and it has to arrive on the exact right day. What about banks? Exactly. What about loans? What about escrow? Nope, none it's of those like, things exist in this world. Yeah, we <laughs> we got it. We made exactly a hundred thousand. That's right. <laughs> you see, like the cash register till going up nine hundred ninety nine thousand. That's right. The montage. The guys are like laying the money on the table, and you see their hands, and the guy's counting it up on his calculator, <laughs> writing it down in a little book. Oh God, he'd be calling down the street to someone with a chalkboard. He's like tallying it up. There's <laughs> like three different runners. <laughs> Instead of telling them chess moves, it's dollar amounts. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, that's the sequel, right? I don't know why we're spending time on this podcast. We clearly should be writing screenplays. <laughs> yeah, that's what, if I've learned anything from our time. <laughs> it's that we know how to write an extremely trope-filled and formulaic All right, Chris, I have a would you rather for you for this movie. Um, After watching this, after, you know, um, going through everything that we've talked about, would you rather be a child prodigy? Choose your sport. Uh, It's up to you, but it does need to be something competitive. Mm -hmm. So you can either be a child prodigy (laughs) or would you rather be the parent of a child prodigy? Wow, that is a good question. That's it's not a very funny question. Come? It's not a very funny one. So, <laughs> so it's now up to you to wring some comedy out of this. Try to make it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, last episode I left my family, so in my answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, man. All right, I thought I had... I thought first you said that. I was like, oh, I can answer that. And then I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> um. Hmm, that is a that, that is a profound question. Um Initially, I was going to say um to be to be the dad of a child prodigy, mm-hmm. and I don't know mm-hmm. why. I, <laughs> but that was that was my gut reaction. But mm-hmm. then I thought about it, and I think you know, that's when you just seeing your child like go through so much um, mm. that that there's so you know, that to and and sometimes as a parent feeling so when when your child when your kid is better at something than you are, no matter what <laughs> yeah. it is, you know, you yeah, feel yeah. inadequate <laughs> at, at a certain point of like mm-hmm. understanding their their world. And, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you grow, <laughs> as your children grow up and you grow up you realize there's more and more of their world that you have little mm-hmm. control over. So mm-hmm. <laughs> because of that reason, because I like <laughs> to have more control, um, I would rather be the prodigy, I think, and, mm-hmm. and, and do that. I, but mm-hmm. it's, it's mainly because of, I think being a parent is incredibly challenging. Um, oh, it's, yeah. Being a parent is, is, is more challenging than anything else I've ever done. So yeah, 
I could yeah. say that. I could say that honestly. So no, that's not a hilarious answer. It's a, but it's a truthful one. <laughs> it's oh. an, I think that's an. I think it's an honest one. Yeah. I yeah no I I hear you and you you're <laughs> if we're keeping score no, I think no, you're I'm winning. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Chris, what do we have next week? All right, we we are <laughs> definitely switching gears here. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. So, um, there there was a few movies I was kicking around, um, <laughs> but then I, I since this this was a this theme, um, you know, we, we discussed a movie that we've you know never seen before, uh-huh. but this this is more of a movie I don't know how many people have seen because it mm-hmm. really got under it was under the radar. It came uh-huh. out, and I think a lot of people missed out on a pretty good movie. Mm. And it it came out last year, which huh. <laughs> was a very strange year for movies yeah. to come out, right? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And a lot of movies were shelved, and mm-hmm. you know, to but this one did come out, and we've I I know we've both seen it, and I think we both enjoyed it. But I'm really interested in talking about the movie, The Hunt. The Hunt. I don't. Or know I like to call uh, liberals gone wild. About uh, oh <laughs> yes, I do remember that. <laughs> See, it oh. even went under your radar. <laughs> oh man, I do remember watching that, and this will be a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I it was a lot of fun to watch, and oh, that's um, right. we never really got to talk much about it. So no, um. And I think a lot of people missed out on a movie that is actually pretty enjoyable, and it's it's um, and for good reason. It's an yeah. it's 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 an interesting film. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, well that will be next week on uh, movies will save the world. Thank you so much yeah. for listening. Thank you, Chris, for the conversation yes. as always. Um, you bet. Thank I, you, Glenn. And I really look forward to talking to this movie, talking about this movie uh, next week. So until next time.